Shalom Abrahur Rabti of Amazdav Tadi Gimel. Today's daf discusses whether Adam Maknedover Shaloi Ba Loilam and what the strength is of an eight echad to allow a woman to do Yibum. Now we kick off with a massive machlekas from Nachem Bar Yitzchak. And Rav Huna holds like Rav, who holds like Rabbi Yanai, like Rabbi Chia, like Rebbe, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yaz, Rabbi Yaakov, like Rabbi Akiva, and they all hold other maknet davar You can acquire something which is non-existent at the time of the Kenyan. Now how do we see that each one of these people hold that? So first Rav Huna, he says, if someone sells the fruit of his palm tree to his friend, Ravahuna Paskins, as as long as the fruit has not yet grown, he can back out of the deal. But once the fruit grows, it's automatically his. Rabbi Nachman says, even after they grow, he can back out. And Rabbi Nachman agrees that if the guy grabs them, we let him keep it. Basir Ravahuna holds that this seal on non-existent fruit was active at that time. How do we know Rav holds this? Well, Ravahuna Marav tells us, that if someone tells his friend, I'm buying this field, as soon as I buy it, it's yours from now. He's selling a field that he doesn't own yet. But Yanai, he had this sharecropper, he used to bring him a bag, a basket of fruits every year of Shabbos, and he was once late, so he took truma off of the fruit that he had in his house for the fruit that's going to come in the basket. When he told Ravchia, he said, oh, you did something amazing, because the Brisa tells us from the Pasuk that Leman teaches us which refers to Shabbos and Yom Tif. You were preparing for Shabbos and Yom Tif by taking off Chuma from these fruits, even though he hadn't had them yet. He was, gonna have, he was preparing to have delicious fruits for Yom Tif. And parenthetically, the Gemara tells us why. What are the practical effects of this halacha? I don't need a Pesach to tell me that he could take a miser off of something and then eat it. The Isser would be Moksa. That's an Isser Abonan. I don't need a Pesach to be telling me and halacha der abanon. Elamite's talking about our case that you are allowed to take miser off of something which doesn't arrive yet. Well, you don't. You don't actually have it in front of you to take the miser off. But since you know it's coming for Enoch Shabbos, you should take off miser before. However, after taking off this truma, he said, "You know, I'm a little worried about this because I had a dream where the words konerotzutz. I wrote those words. Uh, a splintered reed that doesn't sound good. Maybe he was telling me." Like the Pesach says, of one leaning on a staff made of splintered wood, which is not very supportive. doesn't sound like a good thing. He says, no, 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 no. You actually did something fantastic. What that Pesach was telling you was, that even a splintered weed would not break. Which finishes, you did the right thing. How do we know that Rebbe holds? That you could be coined as something. This is a brisa. It says, from the Apostle, Rebbe tells us, if someone buys an Eved on the condition to free it, that's what this Pesach talking about. Rabbi Nachmer explains this case that he writes him, he writes to the Eved, when I buy you, you are going to actually own yourself, you're going to be free from already now, before I own you. Even though he was loyed by the he was able to be kind of already from before. Magnet. Rabbi Meir holds this from a Mishnah. We see, we see that Rabbi Meir holds this in a Mishnah. If someone tells a woman, 
But only after I'm Megayah, after you're Megayah, after I'm free, after you're free from slavery, after your husband dies, after your sister dies, after Chalitza, after Yibum. That's not a good Kedushin, but Reb Meir holds that it is, even though she's not available to be marrying him now. She's a Davar Shalei This Kedushin is a Davar Shalei That Kedushin is still Chal. Where do we see the Rebbe ben Yaakov holds Here we have a Brisa. The Rebbe ben Yaakov tells us, if someone says, this row of fruit, which is already harvested, should be Truma of the next row of fruit, which is still attached. Or alternatively, he says, this row of attached fruit should be the truma on the detached row of fruits. As soon as it reaches a third of its ripeness and it's detached, then when that stage arrives in the attached fruit, that truma that he took off before is, is already mekayim, even though it was laid by la'ilam at the time. Where do we see Rabbi Akiva holds this? Here's the Mishnah. If someone makes a swear, a woman says, any money I make, you cannot touch. That's her koinam. So the husband does not need to make a hafara. He doesn't need to annul it. But Rabbi Kiva says he should because maybe she will make more than the amount that she's required to give him. And even though that's a davish he could already do the hafara now. Now moving on, Rav Sheshis asks, what's the halacha of an eight echad when it comes to yibum? Now, why do we believe in Eid Echad at all? Because he's not going to lie. People will investigate him, right? So over here also, he was not going to lie. But the truth is, there's another reason why we may believe in Eid Echad. Either because he won't lie, or because the he knows that this woman is going to go do research. And if he's wrong, she's going to figure that out. But over here, maybe she really likes the Yavam. And she won't research so much to find out if the Eid Echad is telling the truth. Because she wants to marry him. So do we believe in an Eid Echad by Yibum? So if Sheshis answers, we could see an answer from a Brisa. If the report comes in that a woman's husband and son dies, they say that the son died first, in which case she is Chayv and Yibum. So she does it. And then they come back and like, well, actually, the husband died first. So he died with children. She must divorce this new husband, the Yavam. And both her children from before and after are Mamzerim, before and after the news. Now, if this is a case of two Adim coming, and then two Adim coming and refuting and swapping, flipping the report, why would we, we rely on the second one over the first? The first one said she was Chayav and Yibam. Now you're telling me she's not? Okay, what do I believe you? Second of all, why is this get a Mamzer? He's a Suffolk Mamzer. Well, maybe the, the mission is not using a specific Lashon. In the Sefer, it does use a very specific Lashon. It says that the first child is a Mamzer and the second is not. Elamai, we're talking about a case where it was one aide reporting the death of her husband and child. And if two Adim didn't come and refute his testimony, we most certainly would have believed of Eid Echad. And you see that you can believe in Eid Echad even regarding Yibum. The Gemara, however, says that this may not be a raya that Eid Echad is fully trusted because by Yibum we would even trust the woman herself. The Mishnah says if a woman testifies that her husband is dead, she's allowed to remarry, she's allowed to do Yibam based on her own report. The question, rather, is whether we can use an Eid Echad to allow a woman not to do Yibam. That depends on what the belief that we trust, the trust that we have in the Eid Echad, wh- where do, what does that stem on? Is it because he's not going to lie because people 
will hear the news. People are going to find out whether the husband's actually dead or not, so he's not going to lie. Or perhaps we are putting all our eggs in a basket because we assume after he testifies, she is going to do her own research. But over here, when it comes to her trying to get out of Yibam, maybe she doesn't like the Yavam. And she's not going to research very well because she doesn't want to marry him. Rav Sheshis answers, here too, we have a Brysa that could teach us this. If the report comes in that this woman's husband and son died, but the report is that the husband died first, so she's a Padre from Yibam, so she gets married to some random guy. And then we get another set of testimony that says that the child died first, when in fact she is Chayev to do Yibam this entire time. She has to divorce the new husband, and both her childs are children before and after the news are Mamzerim. What's the case over there? If two Adim come in, and then another set of two Adim come in and flip it and say that the child had died first, why are we listening to the second set of Adim over the first? Second of all, why is he telling me that it's a Suffolk, a, a Mamzer Suffolk? This is a Vadai Mamzer over here. If we have two Adim, and you can't tell me that the, the Mishnah is not using a, a intentional phraseology because in the Sefer it most certainly does it differentiates between the first child and the second child and it says that the first child is a mamzer the second is not it is davka rather it must be that we're talking about an eid echad and the only reason why we didn't believe him is because two Adam came and refuted rebuttaled his testimony otherwise we do believe in eid echad to allow a woman out of Ibum. however the Gemara refutes this and says the truth is, we could be talking about two sets of Edom. And we're going like Rav Achabar Minyoimi taught us that the second set of Edom didn't just give opposite testimony. They turned the first set of Edom into Edei Zoymim and they said it could not have been that you witnessed the son dying first, because that you witnessed the husband dying first and then the son pottering her from Edom because you were with us. So that case isn't necessarily talking about an Edachad at all, and that's not a Raya. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.